As you read the pages describing her life after the Martin family moved to Lisieux, and they moved to Lisieux in order to be close to Therese's maternal uncle, that was Isidore Guerin, when you read those pages, you recognize how necessary for this child was that stable nest of her home. Deprived of her mother, he found every new separation from someone in that warm, cozy family circle a new trauma. The departure of Pauline, Pacamo, and later of her oldest sister, Marie, precipitated an emotional crisis for her. Even the Garan household, with her uncle and aunt and the two young cousins, that wasn't the sure, safe haven of home. The loving, protective atmosphere of Teresa's home, where she was the youngest child, the most cherished, was no preparation for making her way outside of that family cocoon. It was great to be in there, but trying to move out and deal with the outside world was going to be very difficult. Educated by her older sisters and then by a hired teacher in the woman's own home, Therese was uprooted. She uses that term. Therese was uprooted. She was sent as a day pupil to a local boarding school at the age of eight and a half. Now, she says, the five years I spent in school were the saddest of my life. She was placed in an advanced class, and then in that situation, Therese becomes the victim of an older bully who is jealous of the younger student's success. Therese recalls, as I was timid and sensitive by nature, I did not know how to defend myself and was content to cry without saying a word and without complaining about what I was suffering. Now, even when her Garan cousins and their relatives were with her, Therese admits, I didn't know how to play like other children and as a consequence, wasn't a very pleasant companion. By the end of those five years, Therese Martin has more than half of her short life already spent, and that's the picture she's drawing of herself. Now, I haven't gone in here up to this point. I haven't gone into the spiritual dimensions of her development, her already contemplative mode of prayer. I haven't gone into her determination to be completely for God, and all of that we will consider. But at this point, we see what Therese had to deal with in herself, even as she longed to become a saint. How when, her, when she declares to us that she was aware of her own powerlessness, we have to take her at her word. She did experience an acute sense of human weakness, because there was human weakness there. She was correct. She was weak. As we look at Therese's childhood up to her early teens, we recognize how much she was esteemed, cherished by her father and sisters, but even to the point of being pampered. A strong religious discipline permeated the home. The highest ideals of selflessness were present, as well as a strong sense of the old Bugamundi, you know, the flight from the world, the world outside. Devotion to country and to religion was strong. You breathed a rarefied, pure air in the Martin household. And some people looking at this says it was stifling. Well, it might have seemed stifling to others, but to the Martins themselves, this air was bracing, keeping them on the heights of their spiritual aspirations. They were very content 
what they had there. The family bonds were tightly knit, and perhaps too tight for the youngest one, Therese, who found herself almost incapable of dealing with girls her own age at school and in social contact. Therese, at eight and a half and older, seems almost to have experienced a kind of panic in the boarding school run by nuns. Well, you can't say that was a setting of hurly-burly agitation. So why would a, would a young student have that kind of panic? Her anxiety in the face of the unfamiliar shows how little she was able to cope with new situations. She is always eager to run away from them. She runs to the refuge of her sister Celine, or she goes off to a lone corner by herself. She tells us this. Even her uncle Isidore found her awkward. She was so used to a world where virtue prevailed and where she had this.